Welcome back, you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin. Big Carol. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to episode eight of a friend of mine podcast. A um, little bit of a surprise that we're back, considering we're in lockdown. Obviously, of course, I'm joined by the affable John Saint. Oh, uh, affable me. Yes. How are we doing, mate? Uh, good, mate. Yeah, good. Um, uh, remote yeah but we are as it must be said actually we are recording this uh in isolation separately so apologies for any uh audio challenges you may have if the quality shit because we have no idea how this is going to work until we listen to it afterwards but in line with government policy though of course of course you know, you know our stickler for rules oh god a bit too much sometimes go on get bloody squares <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Rules may be broken. That's true enough. Um, yeah, so lockdown for a little while now. Um, we mm-hmm. missed doing the podcast so much, missed interacting with you guys. Um, so we decided to give it go remotely. Raul Motley. Remember him? Oh, oh, yeah. Fishing rod and a bag of chicken and some tinnies. Oh, Gaz is here. Could That'd do be that good. Now, actually. Oh, yeah. You missed that? Fried chicken? Uh, not because, not because, not. I didn't what? Not deliberately pick. I didn't deliberately pick fried chicken. It could have been any fast food. So, sure. why did you pick fried chicken? I just it was the first. <laughs> uh, the first one that. <clears throat> Morley's are so good, over there. So we're good. Oh, good, good, good. Mine aren't. Really? Yeah, really. Gone. Um. How have you been, mate? How have you been locked down uh, in Peckham? Um, yeah, it's all good, mate. Um, made it across to the West Wing earlier. Um, <laughs> it's not bad over there, actually. Dusty. Have you had a drink since you've been in quarantine? I've drunk every single day. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Um, and I... Yeah, I'm getting through a lot of my wine, which, to be honest, I'm quite enjoying because I've got into it recently um, in the last sort of year, 18 months, and I've been buying a fair amount. And you're always worried about, you know, when to drink it, when's the right time. And now it's just like, fuck it, who cares? I'm just drink. Well, what, 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 the, what the fuck else are you going to do? Exactly. And, and also, I think one of the refreshing things I've found, or slight positives, is the change in mentality. I was always one of those people who, like, you know, either got a sort of Sunday blues or was like, oh, Sunday can't drink on Sunday, got work on a Monday, can't possibly do that. I need to, you know, I need to make sure I'm at home by four o'clock. So I have the maximum amount of hours left in the day is spent at home yeah. doing fuck all because I've got work <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Um, so it's refreshing. And also similar on like Monday, Tuesday and stuff. So it's, it's been refreshing sort of not having that kind of mentality and thinking it's fine if I have a beer on a Monday night. Oh, know, yeah. Something off to... Uh, you know, the traditional really structure nice. is just, it's just gone. The wheels are off. Let's just... I, I didn't shower in about 48 hours. Had my yeah, first one today nice. since Sunday morning. That's holiday vibes, which I love. Oh, I it's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, we, we are fortunate as, as our gender to have self-cleaning penises, but mm. I, even if I were a woman, I think I'd, I'd, I'd stretch it out 48 hours. Why not? You're not seeing anyone. Yeah. I know. Let your health suffer. 
there is something though about I don't know. I've, mentally, if I sit down at my desk to start working, I'm like, I do need a shower before almost. Really? Um, yeah, I know. It doesn't bother like, me at of, all. Yeah, so it doesn't usually bother me. Like if I'm not if I'm on holiday, I won't shower for like a week. <laughs> that, that chlorine that chlorine kills anything it does actually yeah you're right as long as you get your dish in the pool um <laughs> i was on a video call with the team the other day and um i was wearing a pajama top, uh that has a um that has a watermelon logo on the top sort of left peck and um I was deliberately, um, I was deliberately having the camera low enough or high enough so that the, the watermelon logo is just out of shot because other than that, it's just a normal grey t-shirt. But the watermelon sure. logo does make it look very pyjama-y. Uh, and then I leaned back, realised I had the watermelon in shot, but instantly just popped my hand straight over my chest. <laughs> and I, I think I got away with it. But yeah, pyjama uh, conference call. <laughs> you see the naked guy? Um, uh what on like zoom or whatever yeah. uh i don't know how but i've seen many other sort of forms of that kind of thing which is fucking boring me to be honest it's like Tragic. just because you're on fucking house party or zoom it doesn't mean you have to take a fucking screenshot and put it up fuck off there's been a lot of it hasn't there there's been a lot you know what you know what i think would be a good idea for people to do uh, to alleviate the boredom a little bit what pub quiz on zoom <laughs> or house party there you go. You probably yeah, just, you probably heard it here. So original, isn't it? <laughs> but I, to be fair, I do one every week. I really enjoy it. Yeah, of course, of course. No, I'm sure that's all fine. I mean, got, you've got to do some it's stuff. Fun. I mean, it's like oh, fuck yeah. it's also I'm, one of the things actually I've found really interesting is some of the sort of creativity and ingenuity from like businesses, especially like hospitality industry. So a lot of the kind of bars pubs and specifically restaurants who have now sort of pivoted and done you know online deliveries and services and things like that and then also sort of like cooking classes online and it's just really great to see and yeah. like yeah and like, it's nice to see I, I think it will change how we consume stuff uh, yeah. like in the future as well yeah this will change our I, I think just a bit all around actually it's going to change our lives like dramatically i think hugely you know you look at how businesses operate and you know I think our industry specifically has famously been a bit behind the curve in terms of working from home and remote working, although it goes on, but it's probably not as... Pest control. <laughs> not as prevalent, yeah. We can't really work from home being a pest control. Um, well, no, I should have... No, you, know, you work I from home. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, and I think, so going forward, if, you know, if you've got businesses who've now sort of solely worked at home for anywhere between three and six months, suddenly these businesses will think, well, maybe we can reduce overheads, get smaller office space and have more people remote working and all that sort of stuff. And suddenly the business dynamics become completely different. Um, it's a hundred percent going to change out of chaos breeds opportunity. Who said that? Sun Tzu. <laughs> the of isolation. Correct. That's us. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, mate, look, isn't, isn't it lovely to be back uh, shooting the breeze on a podcast, um, albeit over, um, over telephony? Yes, methods. it is. I mean, you know, we can't, as essential workers, stop doing this. 
True enough. Look, look, uh, and I've, I've been getting messages every day going, oh, when are you doing another one? When are you doing another one? We're desperate for more content from you guys. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, just give us a bloody chance. Um, and thank you guys for giving us a chance. And uh, here we are with episode. Yeah. And I mean, we've put out a couple of times on the gram about if anyone out there has a story, get in touch. Um, and I think mm. it would be an understatement to say that no one got in touch. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> What's less than no one? So please do get in touch if you have a story. It doesn't have to be funny, just interesting, just anything. Or just, just answer our calls. Yeah, please, please. We need this. Reply to our text messages, okay? Look, validate our lives as, in the in the small ways that you can. Uh, that'd be great. Um, right, we need to work out the logistics to get our guest on, who's also calling him Raoul Motley. Pete? How's it going? Yes! How are we doing, guys? All good, mate. Thanks for joining us. We are recording now, so... To try and keep the language to a minimum, yeah. <laughs> language, language is okay, mate. I mean, um, aside of, aside from uh, perhaps the C bomb, every everything else, everything else is is a goer. No, even, even, you, you can even say can't. Actually, I don't know why I'm. Yeah, yeah it's very true. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a lovely, lovely word if you're Australian. Um, but uh, clo clothing is optional, right? Oh, mate, it's completely it's optional. Right. This is a podcast. Thank God. Right. Uh, I've had a haircut in like six weeks now, and I'm going insane. Oh, yeah, isn't it tough? Tell me about it. Yeah, I, I talked to my wife, and I said I'm thinking about just shaving it all, and she's like, "No, don't do that." And I'm like, "Well, it's like pick a two blade or something." I'm not talking Lex Luthor, love. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, bitches. Yeah, I mean, you know, she she says you look really, really angry all the time. Then, and I'm like, oh, it's just me. Yeah, or, the, or like you're going through a very aggressive treatment. Oh yeah, yeah, the old disco dancer, you know, not great. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Well, look, thank you for being our first ever remote guest on the podcast. Yeah, uh, I hope I'm coming in loud and clear. I am probably. I don't know where are you boys Blackheath right now. I'm in Blackheath. Wilson's actually in Peckham, around the corner from you. Oh, yeah. in it, in it, in it, in it, bruv. <laughs> I mean, that sounds hilarious with an Irishman saying that as well. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um pete can i have your um can i have your isolation highlight and low light please oh my god um hi uh, highlight um highlight is you know this is very similar january february we just had a new baby eight ten weeks ago now so jam and feb i took a bit of time off from work and so i've spent an awful lot of time with just my wife and my two kids uh, in jam feb alone like just in the house and looking after our eldest who's just turned not through. much has changed then <laughs> but literally like you know you know it is the exact same as uh, <laughs> as uh, as january and february the only thing is my wife said it's so much more social for her now because everybody is around so we're doing yeah. so many like zoom dinner parties with people and house party app you know drinking sessions and um well i'm doing the drinking she's doing the breastfeeding and um <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's it's great. I mean, it's absolutely, like, 
mind-blowingly difficult to get your head around how the world has just literally stopped i think oh yeah absolutely yeah. And, but our, our virtual social lives are so uh full like you said like um, we're always house partying or zooming or just catching up with people and checking in and all that stuff i'm, I'm yeah. way more active on my phone than i've ever been yeah i think I, th I think one of the upsides possibly from all this is that a lot of friendships possibly you know might you might be a lot closer by the end of it or at least people that you you didn't usually keep in contact with or see regularly you're now speaking to because yeah. you can't see your regular crew uh you know frequently they're sort of like just going through your phone going oh, i haven't spoken to this person in ages i've got nothing else to do i'll give them a call i'll drop into their house party sure. <laughs> yeah yeah have you done any sort of you know just really like what a gorilla drop it drops into the house party have you done that? i've done one i've done one yeah it was it was horrendous actually we, we were we were we were pub quizzing and then um I'd ha obviously had quite a bit to drink as you do when you're on these uh, like Zoom calls and stuff because it, it does creep mm. up on you. And I, uh, <laughs> I went off to the loo and then uh, just dropped into a house party of a load of kind of old, old schoolmates that I haven't seen a lot of them since school. Yeah. I just sort of gave the usual like, oh, stay safe out there, boys. Like really look after each other, check in with each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, That's yeah. They're probably just thinking, who is this clown? Thank God. We yeah, like, oh, um, big nuts. Nice to see you. How's it going? Bye. <laughs> was, that, was that your nickname at school, Big Nuts? No, it wasn't, actually. I don't know where that came from. Um, quite the opposite. Self-imposed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Big Nuts. Call me Big Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lads. Um, the, probably the low light. It's, I don't know. It's so weird. When people don't keep their social distance now, it really pisses me off. Um, oh really? Yeah. It just annoyed. Yeah. Because I, I took my daughter to Dulwich Park last week, um, just for like a couple of hours, like you know. And um, she got a little scooter for her second birthday, so I hoping to give her a go on that. And of course, she's just like screaming her head at me for forty-five minutes. Um, and she was sitting on the on the ground, like, and, and these three sort of teenagers, late teens, walking up towards us, and like literally going to walk on top of her. And I'm like, guys, get the fuck out of here! Like, what are you doing? Like, keep your like two meters, please. <laughs> um, of course, I don't, I don't seem like this old, you know, idiot dad. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, well, I, I feel really awkward when I'm out now. Like, you'll be waiting at a shop or wherever, and you, you, I would like even going for a run, like, you're like, I take such a wide berth and just feels so unnatural. Yeah, yeah. And it feels, and you feel so, and you, of course. You know, being British, you still in the midst of a pandemic feel incredibly rude <laughs> and you're incredibly apologetic <laughs> for like going, no, sorry, two meters. I, 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 I'm just, I'm just obeying the government commands. I'm, I'm ever so sorry, old chap. <laughs> it's, it is, isn't it? It, it, yeah, I mean, it, uh, we've had that as well. Like, because if we go out as a family and walk, um, yeah, you have other families are really good about keeping their distance. Um, mainly because they have, probably have kids. And then, you know, the other time you've got joggers running around you and you're trying to make sure. And even when you just give a wide berth, you give it the whole, you know, oh, geez, I'm so sorry. And you're like biting your head and like, oh, God, you know. Um, and it's just, it's weird. I mean, it's and I don't know when it's going to go back to normal. Like, or will it ever go back to normal? You know, you just maybe, maybe this is just a new standard now. carnage over a weekend and, and just, yeah. just commit completely back into the swing of things. But Peckham, Peckham's still pretty crazy, though, I think, like, you can obviously you can tell there's everywhere's closed and things like that. Some like I walked around the other day to Morrison's and I was like, there was a massive queue outside, yeah. but the car park is still as busy as yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who where the who, where are these people going with the cars? Like, I mean, 
that car, I, I went in there the other morning and, and I was like, it was early enough, probably about half eight in the morning. And there was, you know, a hundred people in the queue and I went, nope, not for me. Is this when you bought your 36 toilet rolls? I haven't got 36 toilet rolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I felt like uh, we, we got a few. I didn't never stockpiled, you know, but we're, we're, you know, we're very. You're up. We're, we're definitely up. We've got more than we need. <laughs> um, but again, you don't know when the supply chain's going to break down. I mean, we couldn't get eggs for a week. Couldn't get eggs here. I th- no, that's it. And I, I, I think, I think it's got well, certainly around around us, it's it, it's got all right now. Like you can, we go into the supermarkets and everything's pretty much stocked up. Yeah. Um, they, they, now they've sensibly like bought in the kind of one packet of loo roll per person yeah. thing, uh, and they needed to. Um, yeah. And it, it it does it does seem to work now. We we now um, we now don't count our sheets of loo roll every time we use them yeah i don't, I don't know why loo roll became such a commodity like i mean it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like incredible like everyone just went oh god this is definitely going to give us a fit so we better have loads i'm like no it doesn't <laughs> uh, it's sheep mentality though as soon as someone sees someone yeah. buying like um, all right boys there's just another can of cider here this is amazing um <laughs> <laughs> like 60 rolls and other people follow it's ridiculous. yeah 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 and even um my wife's american um her folks are in Florida and we gave them a heads up maybe two weeks ago going, you know, just go and get some stuff in because there might be a run on it yeah. there. And they, they said, Oh no, no, no. And then we like my wife, really, Catherine, she just really pushed for it. And she was like, you know, please go. And so they did. And they went to the Costco, which is in Florida, which is essentially, you know, size of Guilford. Right. Uh, yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, you know, they, they, they went to the queue, the queue to pay went around the length of the store, which was probably, the guts of 200 yards and then um and then there was no toilet paper and there was no like kitchen paper um and 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 like and, and everyone's buying bottled water and and you're looking at them going guys it's not a hurricane it's a virus yes yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna need really nothing else than what you normally yeah. have yeah, exactly. um, this, 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 this is what's really fucking me off as well as like the, the the sort of whipped up frenzy of like whatsapp groups and people sharing like mm. fucking but just information that's just utter bullshit and even if it's true it's just like who gives a fuck it's not going to affect you like in that yeah. way like thinking like so there's, there's going to be blackouts or like what the, the water might be infected oh. or, or like or house parties corrupt and it's stealing everyone's fucking day yeah that, that was today fucking boring. Mate, i saw one i saw one the other i saw one last week or maybe it was this week but it said Make sure you're in by eleven thirty on Tuesday night in London because they're spraying London. Right. They're spraying London with helicopters. You won't be able to see them. You might, you might, you won't be able to hear them. You might be able to see the lights, but you won't be able to see them. Uh, you won't be able to hear them. Um, Amazing. You'll just be able to see the lights, but they're spraying all of London. So make sure you're in by eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, we're not China, you know. They do actually do spray. Yeah, the people are spraying, but they're not Wuhan and. No, way. Yeah. come on. Yeah. We we we've only we only we only just got properly locked down. We were we were just kind of. Uh, try not to see your friends, and if they if they say meet up, say no, and yeah, we've been very softly, softly. Yeah, it is, um, but it is. It's um, like we've been we've been quite good on the old isolation station here. You know, um, we had. Um, it's just it's it, it is, and it's it's so it's so weird. We went into the NHS clap on Thursday last week. That was pretty was emotional. Super, yeah. I mean, I was I, I was really taken aback by that because when they announced it being a bit of a cynic, I was sort of like, you know, how is this going to work? Sounds pretty cringe. Um, 
like if you want to help and save the NHS, then do it at the ballot box type yeah. Um and then going outside and just listening to like felt like you're in Wembley Stadium. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. The noise was unbelievable and it was real sort of dust in the eye stuff. It was it's actually. okay. You can say you cried. It's okay. It's a safe space. You know, it's okay. <laughs> um, my wife should shed a tear. She did, you know. But I'm a hard bastard, so I'm fine, you know. Sorry, one second. Uh, uh oh. I can hear you. I can hear you on the house party, but not on the. Your pl your audio is coming through the house party, mate. If you go go on to <laughs> go on, can you hear yes. me? Yeah. Ooh, whiz kid. We're back. Sorry about We're that. Back. Technical hitch. That's okay, boys. Um, so, Pete, uh, I believe you have a story for us. Yeah. Um, so I moved. So my my story is about moving to London. Actually, I moved to London in okay. 2011, um, which was in my 30th year. Um, so. I turned 30 that August. I moved over in June, but my bro had moved over in January of 2011. Okay. And um, he was working in a cafe on Wardour Street uh, in Soho, if you know it. And he ended up moving in with a bunch of Aussies in like this five bed flat in West Kensington, like literally 30 seconds from West Kent Tube. 20 seconds from that pub in the corner, the Three Kings, which is kind of like really well known as being like a sports pub. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really, and it only shows like, it, it shows a lot of like sports, but it'll show like the really obscure stuff like, you know, Finland, Sweden in the Ice Hockey World Cup. <laughs> West, West Ken is quite a weird it's a, like, non -entity. A bit of London, isn't it? place. Yeah, it's yeah, weird because, yeah. you know, it's about, you know, it's a 15 minute walk to head towards sort of, you know, High Street Kensington Road and, um, yeah. You know, it's another sort of twenty-minute walk down to Fulham, um, down to sort of Fulham Broadway. Um, you know, and it's it's just that sort of no man's land, right? And it's sort of yeah. The only time I've ever been there is I had a one-night stand uh, when I'd like just moved no. to London, uh -oh. and I and I remember waking up in the morning and like sort of leaving quite sharp so, and sort of having. And having no idea where the fuck I'm yeah, so, yeah, it, it is. It, it's one, it's got like Cromwell, West Cromwell Road, which is like literally the biggest or the busiest street in London, right? Like yeah, that road yeah. is just, it's like the way out to the A4 and it's the way into sort of yeah. into central London as well. And uh, so our front door was on the West Cromwell Road, right? So, um, yeah, so I, I moved over in June 2011. My bro said I could stay in his room. For a little bit, I got on my feet. I kept it on his floor or whatever. Uh, most of the time, I just took his bed. And um, and then he maybe jumped in and he just, you know, spooned a little bit every now and again. Close, close, close brothers? No, no, no. We hate each other. No, of course we are. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, we're like two. That, 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 that's an Irish thing, isn't it? Did you, were, you, were you kind of one of 22? No. Like, all in bunk beds you know, my, my parents um, obviously hated each other, so we were just one of two. 
Uh, Protestant. Then. Uh, no, they're, they're, no, they're definitely Catholic. Yeah. Um, um, you know, you know. How do you know ET was a Protestant lad? Because he looked like one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we've got our episode title. <laughs> um, but um, it was, uh, yeah, my, actually, well, yeah, my mum's from a family of 12, my dad's from a family of 10. So, yeah, so that gives you sort of scope. Um, proper uh, proper Irish paddy, um, you know, won't leave the wife alone. Um, <laughs> do, do you know, it, honestly, like, really large families, really, like, I, I find it fascinating. Just having, we just had a baby as well, and just going through that like multiple times, yeah. to me, just seems unbelievable. Yeah, like, after one, man, I know. I mean, massive. my grandmother, my mum's mum, she she had twelve kids, but she was she had, she had fifteen pregnancies, and she she had three miscarriages, wow. um, you know, and then twelve kids, and the eldest is right. Like, I mean, I, so I'm thirty eight, and. Um, my mum's youngest sister is like 46, 47. So it's pretty close to me, right? Oh, wow, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and my mum's my eldest brother is, I think he's like 67, 68. So did you, there must have, there could have been a point where you and your auntie both went to school at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, like not in the same school, because I went to an old boys' school in Dublin. So, uh, okay. Yeah, like, I went to a private school in Dublin for, Jesus. 11 12 years so like from sort of age seven through to 18 yeah um wow. but yeah no, what's that stock yeah yeah Good stock. Um, <laughs> but uh, actually well she she was um she, she was what yeah she eight years older than me but she was like when i was turned 18 and i started going out in dublin like she'd introduced me to all of the best clubs in dublin because she knew all the bouncers and she was a bit of a you know a socialite floating around town so um so she was very, very popular. So I was just like hanging on her coattails and being introduced to a lot of people and then was able to get into, you know, the most difficult nightclubs in Dublin to get into uh, oh, from a ridiculously young age. Not as young. That's the definition of a cool answer. Yeah, 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 totally. And she still is. I mean, you know, she's um, she's she's awesome. Um, but, yeah, so I moved here. Yeah, I moved here in 2011. So the bro says, yeah, you can, you know, you can jump in. So I, I, I was coming over and I said, he's living with a few Aussies. And I went... A couple of the girls he was living with, he worked with in this cafe, and um, they're all from all from Sydney, all from sort of Wollongong uh, area in Sydney, which is a bit. Um, I think it's a bit bogan, right? So I think it's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It. Lovely, lovely people. They're great, great gang of people, and I'm a big fan of them. And they're they're all still good mates, uh, but they were, they were hilarious. Yeah. And because I was 29 at the time, um, I didn't know what to expect because I was coming over and I asked my bro, and he's two years younger than me at the time, so he's 27. And I said, you know, what, how old are they? And he's like, they all vary in age from 19 to 21. I'm like, all right, okay. That's not varying in age. No, it's not varying in age at all. Like, for me, like, you're thinking about it now, like, it's all fetuses, right? So you're like, um, <laughs> so I said, I better bring a gift. And um, I'd been working in bars um, for, like, the previous few years in Dublin. And um, 
I said, yeah, I'll, I'll get something that's duty-free on the way over. And I picked up a lovely bottle of Maker's Mark because I was really a big fan of that at the time as a, as a nice bourbon. And I thought that'd be a nice gift for these kids. You know? mm-hmm. so we rock over on, you know, end of June 2011. It's really warm. I, I, you know, I, oh, look, the guy that's 10 years old of us has bought us some hard liquor. Yeah. No, that's not creepy at all. all. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit, I suppose. Um, especially when you're, you know, you're going up and go, what does this smell like chloroform to you? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I rock in and I meet everybody. And, and the one thing that strikes me, and I, I go, Jesus, a lot of people here. And uh, I know it's a five bed flat. And I'm kind of going, oh, there must be a couple of couples. And um, I get introduced to everybody. And I'm like, oh, no, so where are you living? And, you know, every single one of these people go, oh, we're all living here. And I said, but there's like 15 of you. And they go, yeah, yeah, no, we're all staying here. And it's five, four bedrooms, Garrison, my brother Garrett's in one bedroom, four bedrooms. And then the rest of us are all sort of sleeping on the couch on the floor here. Um, we, oh, no. And I just, and my, my, like my jaw dropped. And I was like going, what have I let myself in for? And then like the real kicker was there was one toilet. Oh, and, oh. you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, 19, 20 year old, as, as I was 19, 20 year old, you know, you're not, you know, personal hygiene is a, is a given, but, at the, you know, hygiene around other people, you don't tend to give a fuck. You know, you're like, ah, oh, well, whatever. Um, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Especially if it's you're Australian dog. as well, because those lads just don't wash, you know. Um, right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, clear gig. The seal get that, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's exactly it, right. Um, you know, once a week, maybe if you're lucky, you know, just a load of deodorant, load of Link Africa thrown onto themselves all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, so I go, fucking hell. And um, so I sit down with everybody and I'm chatting away and I'm, I'm trying to get my bearings. And I said, oh, I'm sorry I brought a gift to say thanks so much for letting me stay here for a little bit while I get on my feet, guys. And I went into the room and I pick it, pull out this bottle of Maker's Mark and um, I bring it in and, you know, they all look at me like I've got like 10 heads and I'm going, I'm going, oh no, they're like, what is it, mate? And I'm like, oh, it's bourbon. It's an American bourbon. It's really, really good. It's, you know, it's fantastically made. It's, it's good shit. Uh, never, I've never fucking drank anything like that, mate. And I'm going, all right, and what do you guys drink then? And they go, oh, mate, we drink Lambrini. And I, and I, you know, we don't have that in Ireland. So I go, what the fuck is Lambrini? And they bring out a bottle and it's like, obviously this like peach, like, I don't know, it's like peach sparkling wine type of thing. Like, and it's like 4%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's made by, um, it's made by the same people that do Strongbow. So they know it's like a, it's, it's party juice. Yeah, it's really um, and it, it's for yeah. kids. So I said, okay. And I said, all right, then, um, where do you get this? Make a small. Yeah, well, I'm there going, well, <laughs> if you want Lambrini, okay, well, maybe I'll go get some Lambrini. Where do you get it? And they said, oh, you get it in the corner shop there, like that's, you know, 20, 20, 30 yards up the road. And I went, oh, okay, great. And I said, how much is it, by the way? Because they're big bottles, you know? And they're like, oh, it's like two ninety nine a bottle. <laughs> and I went, okay, great. I said, how many bottles do you want? Oh, you know, just get us two or three. So I went down and I got like 10, 12 bottles. Uh, and I just bring them back. You were like, I'm, I'm going to get myself some 19 to 21 year old person. Oh, Jesus. This is Christ, man. No, no, no. Like, I mean, I mean, Jesus, I wouldn't get a kick in a stampede at the best of times. Um, you know, <laughs> um, like, 
And I'm definitely not from these girls. They weren't interested in a fellow like me, you know, wait, a worldly older gentleman. You know, I was lo- I was lost on those days. You were doing the um, the Giles from Buffy Professor kind of attraction. <laughs> he was a total kitty fiddler, that fellow. And that, yeah. <laughs> you, know he was, you know, he's a real sort of, you know, 50 no's and a yes is still a yes, Your Honor. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Another possible episode. Another possible episode. Quite a, I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, I sound like a Weinstein here now, but I'm not. Um, I'm not. <laughs> oh. yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, so I brought back you know a dozen bottles of this Lamborghini, and uh, and they were like, "Oh my god, you're you're such a hero, Pete." And I'm like, "Yeah, crack on, guys. I'm gonna." Have fun. <laughs> I'll stop it. Stop I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm like, oh, "Great, yeah, cheers." <laughs> and just said, just settled into that uh, whole thing. But again, you know. Took the maker's mark and hid it then, because God knows they weren't getting any of that. Um, and settled into sort of living, living there. And my bro, you know, gave me a job in the in his um, in his cafe that he was like, he was working in. The, you know, because a lot of them were working there, so he gave me a job there. And it was like I went in there, and so I just arrived. I didn't have a job, and God, I went in, and, and I was like, oh God, what's the pay? You know? And he's like, I don't know, like six fifty an hour. I was like, oh fuck's sake. Um, Right, how many hours can I do a week, you know? And he's like, how many do you want to do? And I said, 70? And he's like, yeah, I can give you 70 hours a week. I was like, great. So I did that for three months. Um, yeah. That's quite, it's quite a lot. Yeah, I've made it to yeah, London. Yeah, no, if, you know, if you're tired of London, you're tired of life. Yeah, <laughs> True enough. I'm tired of working so and getting half five trains from West Ken into, you know, to cover the breakfast shift. Um, yeah, I did that, and I mean, eventually, I got a room in that flat actually. And um, when whenever when all the other Aussies had jogged on and done like a whole room, I got to a whole room to myself. Um, absolutely oh, yeah. incredible. Um, spent a bit of the stint before that on the couch as my bro had like asked me to leave the room that I was sharing with him. Um, and then I lived—I mean, I lived in a <laughs> hostel around the corner as well from his place for a little bit. Um, it was it was a pretty pretty grim existence, you know. Um, it, it was really really like it was a it was a start to London where you kind of go, well, fuck, it can only get better, lads, you know. At least you had the maker's mark and the Lamborghini together. Well, the maker's mark. Well, there was the maker's mark. But I used that in the hostel just to bribe the other lads from raping me. So I was like, oh. <laughs> unfortunately, no, it didn't. It didn't. I feel like I'm a better man for it. <laughs> it's rounded you it's out definitely rounded me out um yeah and then, and it was i mean it was a weird um place and then a lot of the aussies they all left or their visas were up and they they jogged on and um and then funnily enough um you know we were trying to get somebody for one of the rooms and uh a young uh young james Purcell came knocking on the door um a young jazz, name, sorry a young Ah, of course, uh, and, and for our uh, our listeners, that will be a guest from episode seven, uh, James Jabs yeah. herself. And so Jabs was as green as green can be. Um, oh fuck! I can only really imagine. I can only imagine how <laughs> him being green in a new city, and you know, knowing how much he flaps now, now that he's seven yeah. eight years deep, uh, is is amazing. It was uh, yeah. He came in and. Um, and and a couple of the girls had all gone to um they'd all gone gone to like Central Europe or like Barcelona or wherever they'd gone touring all over Europe as the Aussies do like while they're winding 
and their visa, they're allowed mm. to go obviously to other countries for three months at a time or whatever. And um, sure. yeah. And one of the girls moved out, Sarah, um, Sarah Riley, um, big shout out to Sarah if she's listening to this. And, um, shout out Sarah. and uh, so Sarah and Liz, her sister lived with us and Jess, who was Liz's, Jess Farley is a guy, um, you know, don't let the name fool you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Very androgynous. Um, he, uh, him and Liz are still together like 10 years later, God, nearly. Um, but yeah, so Sarah was letting out her room and Jab's going to take it. And so he comes in and sees it and he's like, yeah, this will do. I mean, you know, you, and, he, and I'm the one sort of sitting down interviewing him and having a chat with him and trying to make him feel welcome. And, um, you know, um, and I'm obviously much older than him as well. So again, it's like, oh, here's the old guy. Here's the old weirdo. I don't know. I think that would, that would that would probably reassure me actually talking to a, an older guy. Like if I'm, you know, if it was a no way. I think it would. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, no I'd latch on and be like, oh well, he's he's obviously got his. Uh... No, if I walked into a house and there was a guy ten years old, I'd be like, that is a massive red flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, where, where's this life? Where's this guy's life from? Completely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, why 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 am I why am I at the same st- same stage as yeah, exactly. ten years earlier? Yeah, this guy better yeah. own the place. Anything I owned was like having to deal with the fucking bill. Um, the yeah, so he was like, um, okay, yeah, this just seems like I really want to take it, and so of course, as you do with most house shares in London, if you've got um, as the the Aussies call it the bond, or we might call it deposit. You want to just like pay the person who's leaving and you just, you know, you just take that deposit when we're leaving at the full house at the end of a, a tenancy. Um, and uh, so, of course, to Jabs, who at this stage is a trainee accountant, this is like red flag central. And he's like, no, I don't trust it, mate. This is just seems so unusual. And I had to talk him down off a ledge. And I'm going, no, seriously, dude, this is all above board. It's absolutely fine. This is what I've done. This is what, you know, Rose done. Yeah, yeah, number yeah. one. There's always like here, you know, because he, <laughs> this all sounds too good to be true. Um, but eventually he goes, yeah, you know, I'll do it. Him and Lucy, um, you know, Lucy came, I think, as well, his girlfriend. At the time, his wife. And, um, wife. yeah, so then he said, eventually he said, oh, yeah, okay, I'll move in. And so he did. And then, you know, the, 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 you know, the lot of things I remember about living with Jab was me having to knock on his door like every Thursday and Friday to wake him up to go to work. Um, you know, as I'm walking out the door at half seven, I'm like knocking on his door, knocking it down, going, Jabs, go for work, buddy. And he's like, you know, hanging out inside his arses and ribbons. And um, as always, you know, because he's just, I, I don't know how many sick days he took. You know, Friday's, Friday was like D day, just didn't show. He'd be like, oh, I just, you know, I'm feeling really crook, mate. Uh, you know, like. <laughs> Like oh, exactly. You've got to, if you're going to do it, you do it on a Tuesday, but then you double one and you do Wednesday as well. Yeah, you've got to make exactly. it convincing, you know. Yeah. Oh, completely. And and why not? Why not just struggle in for the Friday? It's a fucking well, exactly. day anyway. Just get in. Just make sure you get on the tube. Don't honk on the tube, and you'll be fine. Um, which is you know, it's one that he just never. He, a lot of the times he didn't bother. Um, so then he he just crack on. Um, but then of course. He had mates who were in Australia, who were in Australians and moving over to London and or living in other parts of London. And then one of the days he said, Oh mate, I've got a mate of mine, he's really struggling, he's got to move out of his place. Is there any way he can stay here? And I'm like, sure, like stick him on the couch. We've all stepped on the couch. Go ahead. Uh, and that was chops. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Um, and at this stage, I mean, you know, I'm like surrounded by just idiots. And um, you've moved. For, you've moved from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dublin, I'm one, yeah. Yeah, you've moved from Dublin to London and have barely seen any. English no, no, yeah, by like, the sounds of it. Yeah, and of course, I have a load of Irish mates who I knew who were who were living here at the time. So you know, and I, I mean, sure. you know, I had a couple of English mates I, I, I either worked with or. Um, had met through friends of friends um, who became good mates over time. But again, it's like, yeah, very rarely am I seeing anyone who's actually English, um, which I suppose <laughs> is a blessing, you know, in itself. Uh, hey, look, that's what a, lo- a lot of people say. That's the problem with France is that it's... I know. Got a French people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of them, but it gets said. Oh, no, it does. It does get said. And I'm old enough to know it. Yeah, I'm old enough to know it, Craig. Um, <laughs> And it's going to have one more English over there, Stanley Johnson, apparently, you know, looking for an uh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, and that's like, you know, um, you know, living with the guys was, was, was lunacy back in the day. I mean, like, you know, those two boys were just such messers and, and so like just absolute dipsos that they were just constantly on the lash um, and enjoying themselves. Yeah. As, as an Irishman, you must have shown Yeah, I really that. did, yeah. Um, you know, I'm never one, I never one to say no to a drink, you know. Um, very, very rarely will I say no, to be honest. Um, and and it's the right way to be, I think. You've got to enjoy yourself. Um, the town, I mean, it's, it's so different to Ireland. And even the, even the working attitude here in, the, in London and in the UK to, to booze is, is so different. Like, I mean, I remember the first proper job I had here was working in advertising sales and the boss has taken me out for a couple of pints at lunch on like a Friday and I'm going, what are you, what are you talking about pints at lunch? Like this is madness. You know, you'd be. Is that If you came back after lunch and said, oh yeah, I just had a couple of pints over lunch. They'd be like, there's a disciplinary. You're like in total. Oh, absolutely. Really? I was, I was like, we are big drinkers, but we're big drinkers on like a Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Um, it's 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 not like oh. granted okay you know pre-crisis pre-08 you know ireland was like you know we more money than cents and everyone was spending like they were going to never have it again which was true uh at the time <laughs> um and it's uh and that's just the attitude of our, a lot of our attitude back home is like oh well sure jesus i mean you know um we may as well spend it now because we never know when we'd have it again um <laughs> you know uh, sure Okay, yeah, look at us now, you know. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, so um, but yeah, no, it's, and it's it's such it's such a London's and London's so weird in that, like, you know, seven nights a week, there's definitely always something on, always flying. Somewhere. Yeah, one of, one of the things I absolutely love um, in terms of like the drinking culture of London is when um, Americans come over, and especially like in the industry, John and I are in. And how different the two industries are um, over that side of the pond. And when they come over here, they just their mind is just absolutely blown yeah. by what you know, drinking at lunch or the evenings afterwards, and getting people coming into the office who you know, haven't been to bed at about yeah. five a.m. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, <laughs> Americans love it, man. They get they get like, why no, you guys are it, doing yeah. this at lunch, and then go straight back to work. <laughs> Are you not worried yeah, that you're, crazy. you could make a mistake or something? Like, yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. doctors. We're not saving fucking, fucking lives so. here. You're okay. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Nothing that no, like bad. this is it. I mean, you know, and but again, uh, like I mean, I was in college in the states for a little bit um, back in two thousand and one, uh, North Where Carolina, um, just outside oh, cool. Charlotte. Yeah, Ooh, um, nice. I was on a golf scholarship back in the day, um, um, which was fun. Wow, well, that, was awesome. that, that the Carolinas and Georgia. Yeah, no, they're, they're great places. I mean, fun. again, it was weird. I went to a, like. Yeah. A, I was there. I was in a university called Wingate, which is about fifty miles from Charlotte, and it was a dry campus. <laughs> yeah, it was like a Baptist oh, school, really? so they get extra federal funding if it's dry. Um, which which means uh, like yeah. obviously everyone drinks on campus, but if you get you get fines. I mean, there was a gas yeah. station just on just on the out, like literally campus is small. There's only you know a couple of thousand students. Um, I know that really, well, a little bit on the on the sort of hiding the hooch, but um, like it was the gas station turned over like a million bucks a year in booze. Apparently, like it was, uh, it was just crazy <laughs> shit. Like it could have, I could well, like it's just madness. But granted, I mean, it's a you know, it's a, America's a big old place, but uh, they all drink piss there. I mean, I walked, I came over there at what age twenty, and it was like uh, you know, they're all drinking Coors Light and like Light, and everything's a light beer, mm-hmm. so it's all like it's all like you know, yeah, yeah. Being, you, but the thing is, in the, in the bars, though, they're measures. Well, yeah, and it's, it's, but it, yeah, and it's, this is the thing, like, I mean, because I spend a little bit of time there now because my wife's American, so, and her folks are in Boca and Florida, and we go there and we've gone out for dinner, and it's, you know, no one's, it's mad. You go and see, like, we went, I went out for dinner when we were there last time, and, you know, you're sitting in the, in the restaurant or at the bar in the restaurant, and I'm going, yeah, I'd love a lovely beer. Thanks, it'd be great. And she might have a gin and tonic. And um, all the lads are, like, drinking, like, whiskeys straight, you know, and, like, Having four or five before dinner, and I'm yeah, going, Jesus yeah. Christ, you'd be fucking up the walls. Like, you'd be phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, straight into the back of a jammer. Go, here we go. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like absolutely crazy. <laughs> so weird. Thank God they don't have no, easy no, access then, to you know, then they'd be really fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's Florida a really unusual. A Florida, place. because it's such a, it's such a vast state. If you, if you think of like you know the, the capital, yeah. the capital of Florida is Tallahassee, which is right at the northern tip of Florida, um, which is which is more towards essentially it would be considered almost like the deep south, um, and because of that, it's got this yeah. weird rednecky vibe um, in comparison to let's say southern Florida, when you hit sort of like and you head all the way down to like past Jacksonville and then into like Palm Beach and West Palm Beach and then into Boca and then into Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Where essentially that just tends to be an awful lot of rich retirees, you know. Yeah, it's very affluent. Yeah. Also, it's no, well, there's nothing together, in the middle, right? So it's like, and like, it's as flat as a fucking healthy. pancake, lads. It's so ridiculous. Like, there's just no changes in elevation. Mm-hmm. It's that's the one thing where you kind of go, oh, there's no mountains in any distance at all. It's just like it's just flat. Yeah, swampland. Yeah, swampland. Um, but it, and it is. It's. It, I mean, it's a weird. America and you. I I love Miami. I've never actually been out of Miami. We fly in there and then we just head straight to Boca. And um, I've never been on the lash in Miami, so it's I'm sure it's great crack. I mean, John and I went uh, like I think was it may have even been both our first times like five years ago. Mm. Was it? John? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, five years ago. It wasn't your first time, I don't think. Um, and we went to there was a really famous steak restaurant there. Um, the Prime 112, which has 100% had its day. 
but at the time when we went yeah. i think it just maybe had to stay by the time we went but yeah. it's sort of you know like yeah. hawksmoor goodman's type vibe but obviously miami fired and when we went there was just like it was it like was, a hip-hop video sort of first time yeah there was like nba players there nfl players like lamborghinis fries outside we sat up the thing is because of time difference we arrived at the restaurant at like you know 9 a.m uh, 9 p.m yeah. so so whatever 1 a.m uk times we just landed that evening we sat down to like you oh, know gee. 1200 gram porterhouse at like oh, 4 a.m <laughs> uk time it was a wild existence so it just completely it just completely <laughs> killed the vibe of like wanting to go out because we were so knackered anyway and then we had this huge amount of beef that neither of us um so we just went to bed so our our first night in miami which we were very excited about say you know we're in south beach we're going to go to this place and that place we end up being in bed by yeah yeah. i mean and the problem is you go the further you go north and like you go to boca because it's all retirees where my wife's my in-laws live um it's it's mad like i mean you know like it's both it's like it's you know, everyone's had dinner and has left the restaurant by like six forty-five PM. Like it's, it's like, it's like that's like oh, it's like God. seven <laughs> seven or eight PM is, is what they call like Boca midnight. It's like hilarious. You, you guarantee <laughs> you can get a table at like eight PM anywhere because everyone's Amazing. back in their house, they've all, they've all... Um, chilling out and. Sounds ideal. It kind of sounds like okay, what we're I doing mean, now. Really. I, I, I've stayed up late so much since since this has started and in reality I'd, I'd, I'd like to be in bed like you know by about 9 9 30 and i can just go to sleep um but like since this has started with all the other extracurriculars that you can do like all the house party thing and stuff like that up, up till midnight some nights you know drinking and chatting away to friends do you think as well you're just yeah you're 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 filling your days with the same amount that you used to it's just taking longer because you're spending so much time well, yeah i mean well like, um, yeah i mean i just got an email from my wife today with just a list of everything she wants done over the next two weeks um which is always very fun to open um, um achievable as the weather heats up and it looks like it's gonna be awesome this sunday it's like 19 degrees this sunday so um, i think oh, well, in, in the before that yeah i've got to like wash the windows you know i've got to um power wash the patio at the back and do the garden and all sorts and weed the garden all that sort of stuff it's all definitely achievable but gonna take a bit of you know what sort i'm looking for um elbow grease and elbow proactivity grease. yeah yeah and actually getting yeah. up and, and doing the thing yeah we that that's what i'm kind of struggling with as well is the whole okay yeah let's i guess i have but you've also got we, it, we could but... be doing this till september so it'll be like oh yeah well like i'll give it a bit of a whenever i'm sure it'll be fine yeah oh god can you imagine if well, it's still september well i mean you know you're, yeah exactly you know i mean but like i was wondering when the first you know domestics might happen and we've had like nine murders in the last few days like you know Fuck. that's a real I'm stat not, is, that, is that a real stat yeah like just people like you know like a wife or a husband killed his wife and um you know this other guy killed his murder suicide the family like two two daughters and the wife and the dog killed the dog as well like what a fucking bastard i mean fuck. <laughs> yeah wife and kids i can understand but you come after the dog we need to watch it we were talking about it like we go everyone's talking about it so we need to have a look at this but it's 
like, when it comes to the evening, it's like, you know, we have yeah, a bit of dinner and uh, I kind of go, I just want to go to sleep, you know, rather than, there's no other time during the day to, yeah. you know, potentially watch it. Um, like, you know, this we're just flat out here, you know. Well, <laughs> well give it, give us a, uh, give us a, uh, a synopsis. Well, I mean, it's so bizarre and far-fetched. Um, it's like really hard to believe, but there's a gay gun carrying redneck polygamist. There's a gay gun carrying tiger. A gay gun carrying redneck. Oh, sorry, the redneck polygamist. is carrying the gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so stop fucking interrupting me, John. <laughs> you need to you need to put the pause in the right part of the sentence because otherwise I don't know what you're saying. Gay gun carrying redneck polygamist tiger breeder that's that's the main protagonist in the show it's a human that is a, that yeah. is a tiger breeder it's, a bar, it's it's legal in the yes. states to own yeah, tigers to a certain age apparently um and then it's legal to breed them as well in certain wow. places yeah so this guy basically is like a kind of tiger sort of steve Irwin type character owns like a big cat uh rescue park farm and sea world type vibe place um in oklahoma and it's he's at war with this other lady who owns a what she described as predominantly a rescue park so she's trying to effectively close him down because he does like cub petting and all this sort of stuff but that's the kind of like main theme of the show is like a battle between those two, mm -hmm. but there's a load of other things going on in the show. Like he's, he's got two Joe exotic is the main guy. He's got two husbands and he's Ooh. like 40, 40 Jeez. years older than them. Um, and then you've got another guy who, who like is an animal handler type vibe. who sort of runs some sort of, what looks like a cult and he and he all these girls work for him like raising the animals but he he's legally changed all their names and then you have uh oh the cat the woman who runs the rescue thing who's trying to close the other guy down there's some weird thing going on with her and her husband it's just it's just utterly bizarre and it just shows white america and white america. redneck midwest america is like just utterly unbelievable but it's gripping fascinating and pure like <laughs> netflix gold well, that's, florida yeah, baby that's like, i mean, that, I, mean yeah. that, that, I mean that sounds amazing but at the same time having um having witnessed a load of those sort of people when i was there it's, and even in college when i was you know I was, a, there was, I was a freshman there so everyone's 18 and i'm 20 and they'd like i had a load of people who were like creationists in classes who like essentially believe that the earth oh, is nice. the same age as the how the bible says like five thousand years old and i'm going guys come on man. let's be honest man. let's just have a think about this yeah so yeah, yeah i hear you i hear you but but also yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly but they're all like you know big big jesus freaks i mean i was raised a catholic and you know but i i i you know firmly do not believe in a you know heavenly divine creator i think that's just absolute farce, nor do I believe in this phenomenal fictional book that was written, you know, over fucking, you know, the course of a few thousand years. And, oh, listen, it's, it's the good, good book. book, you know, um, but like, it's pure. pure I mean, it's fiction. like, I, look, I think, I think morals are great. Um, but at the same time, I just think, you know, 
you don't need a book to tell you what's right and wrong, you know? Exactly that, man. And that, that brings us to a wonderful point to stop. Stop playing the Oscar yeah. music. Um. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you, Pete. That was uh, that was very interesting, mate. Um, good yeah, little story and a lovely chat. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on, Pete. Yeah, our first remote guest. Yeah, hopefully the uh, sound quality for everyone listening isn't too terrible. And uh, we've got a lot in store. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, we might try and do something different while we're all in isolation. Um, but stay tuned. Cool. Thanks. Thanks again, Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Stay safe. 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 Stay safe.